You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. Families in the Rochester City School District have mixed feelings about plans to close some schools and relocate others. District leadership announced the proposal earlier this week. WXXI education reporter Noel Evans talked with people who would be directly affected if the city school board approves the plan. Philomena Emeka Ihuku is working in her kitchen at the Rochester Public Market. Last week, WXXI News met her son as she dropped him off at school just down the road from here. Now, his school may move to another location about five miles away near Genesee Valley Park. I don't take it personal. I think before they bring up any proposal is for the betterment of the children, how they are going to get better quality education. During dismissal at a school on Adams Street, parent Sarah Deppin's daughter Shaylin just started seventh grade here at Alice Holloway Young School. It's on the list of school closures. I think it's ridiculous that the kids get into a school and they get comfortable and then they're yanked out. And I don't agree with it because I think it hurts their education. The reconfiguration puts many seventh graders in an unstable position. Because schools will be reorganized into middle and high schools, students like Shaylin would be placed in a different school next year for 8th grade before transitioning to high school the following year. Shaylin says she'd rather it not happen. I don't want it to close. It's really friendly and like everyone's really nice here. But she says if it has to be this way, she'll adjust. The school board is expected to vote on the plan on October 19th. Noelle Evans, WXXI News. New York's Cannabis Control Board has passed regulations that will open the adult use permitting process to the general public on October 4th. This isn't sitting well with some in the industry. They say allowing large medical marijuana manufacturers and dispensers to the market early will negatively affect small businesses. They say there's no reason to let them in earlier than originally planned. They don't need the dispensaries. There's barely any open already. We have nowhere to sell our products to, and it can be delayed. That's Irvin Raboy, a farmer from Putnam County, speaking at a public meeting this week. Jeanette Miller, a Niagara County farmer, wore a noose around her neck to demonstrate her despondence over allowing big corporations into the market. She admonished the board for putting her small business on shaky ground. We relied on you. And you relied on us. And want to know what? We, we totally did it. We totally put those seeds in the ground. We grew two years of great cannabis, and we have nowhere to put it. I have 500-plus pounds sitting and rotting right now, and there's nowhere to go for it. Many who spoke at the hearing wanted the board to extend the conditional adult-use rec- retail dispensary licenses instead. Chris Alexander, head of the State Office of Cannabis Management, maintains that the board's actions do create additional opportunities for small businesses. Meanwhile, any expansion of cannabis retail licensing in New York remains on hold because of ongoing litigation. More than a dozen community members staged a protest in Syracuse after two teenagers were shot and killed by a deputy last week. A video of the incident raised questions about whether deadly force was necessary. Abby Connolly reports. Protesters gathered outside the Onondaga County Sheriff's Office to speak out against the deputy-involved shooting that resulted in the deaths of Syracuse teens Lewis Moe and Dahl Apet. Rebirth Syracuse, a community advocacy organization, is calling on Onondaga County Sheriff Toby Shelley to resign after showing his support for the officer involved, Deputy John Rossello. Hassan Bloodworth, co-founder of Rebirth Syracuse, says while they will wait to see what is revealed in the investigation now being conducted by the state attorney general's office, action will be taken to support the families of the teens. 
We plan on um, assisting the family to file lawsuits against Onondaga County and the Sheriff's Department. Bloodworth says when incidents like this continue to happen, it makes it hard to hope for any sort of positive relationship between law enforcement and community members. If the police is going to continue to be above the law, then there's no way, shape or form, that the community and the people in the community are going to be willing to repair any kind of relationship. In Syracuse, I'm Abby Connolly for WXXI News. A SUNY college philosophy professor is fighting to be allowed back on campus more than a year and a half after he was banished in an uproar when he questioned the immorality of sex between an adult and a child. Stephen Kirshnar, a tenured professor at the State University of New York, Fredonia, has sued, saying the school president gave in to a Twitter mob and ignored his First Amendment rights by barring him from campus. A federal judge heard evidence in the case for a second day Thursday. In a January 2022 appearance on the podcast Brain in a Vat, Kirshnar raised the scenario of an adult male wanting to have sex with a, quote, willing 12-year-old girl. Kirshnar said while the adult child's sex act should always be criminalized, it was not obvious to him that it is morally wrong. University officials said in a court filing that Kirshner's removal was and continues to be a response to threats of violence directed toward the professor and the school, and not because of what Kirshner said. Kirshner's supporters see the action as a threat to the free exchange idea of ideas in essential uh, that are essential, they say, in higher education. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.